Getting split getting ready. Split getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. And I'm going to start with you, Doug. You start with me because I'm our divorce safety pro on here today. You are. So it's not always an issue when people are going through a divorce, but when it is, what are the important considerations that people need to kind of have front of mind when they're thinking about their own personal space and their physical space? You know, I, I think of this in a couple of different ways, and I think you've got to really categorize it the right way. First, intent, right? And, and know where you don't feel safe. It could be you don't feel safe from whoever your spouse is uh, or your soon-to-be ex-spouse, but it could also be that you're in a completely amicable breakup, but now you're alone for the first time and you're having to think about certain things where you felt safe before and and didn't have any issues. Um, so I, I think that's the first step is what about it is not making you safe and or is it both? Like, what is your intent? What specifically is it making you feel safe? And I think if you have a therapist, that's that's a, a, another good way to find out to get at what you don't. Where's the where's the angst and the anxiety coming from? Angeline, do you see some of that? Like when people start going down that road? Absolutely. Now the I other thing I say. To, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mariah. I recently had someone uh, come into mediation, and I want to say she was in her mid fifties. She had never lived alone, never lived alone. And so it was an amicable split um, and money wasn't a huge issue. They just kind of had to figure out how to divide it. But living alone was terrifying to her because she'd never done it. Well, it, it, I, you know, especially, you know, and I think that we tend to think in terms uh, a lot of the, of the, the female spouse. Um, but if you're living in an area that may have a high crime rate, even if it's a nice area, especially in the cities, you might have a really nice block in a block that might might have a higher crime rate. You got to think about those things. So, and I, and I think the other part of it is to think about sort of three levels of safety, right? Um, and thinking about like, um, you know, like your state of mind, like your, your mental safety, your physical safety and spatial. And thinking spatially, like when I say mentally, not what you talk about, Angeline, but more about... Um, being in a defensive state of mind, like the best self-defense. We talked to him and we actually had an ex-policeman on our show early on. And part of it is don't end up in a situation where it gets dire, right? So it's thinking about, not dire Indiana, I'm saying dire, like really, really bad. But it's it's staying out of places that might have crime. It's um, if you're worried about somebody who does know your habits, change up your your patterns a little bit so that you're not in a situation where you could be caught off guard. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, with a, with a house, you know, do you have a security system? Do you have a dog? Like, have you cut back your, your, um, your landscaping so that people can't hide? Do you lock your windows at night? A lot of our really basic things, and we actually have some checklists on our website that people can go through. And there, there's other ones out there. There's no better than anyone else. But a lot of it is just thinking defensively. And when you're in that state of mind and not paranoid, like there, there's, a, there's a fine line between being completely paranoid and being just thinking defensively. I used to be, I used to prep 
you know, for disasters. Now, by the way, a lot of people are saying I was a lot smarter than when they used to make fun of me, but that's a whole nother show. But I think there's an aspect of saying you can live your life if you take certain precautions without being afraid to leave your house. So I, I think that's a big part of it. And then spatially, it's, you know, like when I ride the L, I always ride the first train. And, and, I'm, and I'm a second-degree black belt, you know, with ex-military experience stuff. But I ride the first train because you're just less, less likely to have an issue when there's people around. Um, with, um, you know, your vehicle, don't you park it where, you don't park it in the back corner of a lot. You know, certain things that are going to keep you safe um, when you need to be safe. Well, I think some of the stuff you're talking about, Doug, um, and maybe Angelina will back me up. As women, we know a lot of this from early on as teens. We know where to park or not to park. We kind of know how to be aware of our surroundings when we walk through a parking lot. Right. Uh, because we have to be. And so what do you do when that level of safety is even more endangered when you have you know, a volatile relationship. I know you wrote, uh, you wrote a blog a while ago on whether or not to purchase uh, a firearm and that's- a Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I'm a big believer that you do need, you know, it's different levels, right? Again, as I said, so I think staying out of, like I'm a concealed carry uh, license holder, right? And I think people have a misconception of that where all of a sudden you're carrying a firearm and you're like Rambo, but it's not. It's a matter of putting yourself in situations where you would never have to use it because it's a, it's a, it's a very, very, um, you know, it's, it, I, I'll, I'll throw some Spider-Man out there. With great power comes great responsibility, right? So I think it's a matter of saying, I'm going to stay out of all those situations, but then what if I get in it? And I think that's a real personal choice. And I think, again, if you've got a therapist during that time, getting to what the fear is and, and at the appropriate level of tactical defensive thinking that and and actually actionable plan that that suits you right if it's a firearm you're talking about needing you know it's somewhere like illinois a good deal of planning you got to get you got to get licensed you got to get a void card if you want to carry you got to get a, a a concealed carry holder You've got to pick what you want to carry. There's a lot of different firearms. Um, and then you've got to get trained safely and commit to going out and practicing and being safe with it. Um, that's a lot of work. It could be just carrying pepper spray. It could be, and I recommend any everybody, I mean, regardless of divorce, I recommend everybody take some basic self-defense. Um, I was going to ask but, about that because it worked out really well for Jennifer Lopez in that one movie. It did. Um, but I don't well. know that we're all quite at that level. Yes. So, well, and it's, it's simplicity, right? Like there is a lot of statistics and, and stuff out there about when you get adrenalized, right? It's like anything else. When that happens, your vision gets, gets, gets more narrow. Your um, fine motor skills get worse, right? So if you've got these complex plans, and this is, this is how they train military and other folks, right? Like there's an aspect of people who train a lot don't have these complex plans that they have to put in place. So it's simplicity. So really basic self-defense, how to escape. And we've got a class on our site about that. Like, how do you break a hold? For women especially, and this is, again, we're about divorce and separation and that, but basic self-defense, as you said, is an important thing. 
you know, um, my sensei had once talked, she teaches self-defense as well. And she's like, if you're a woman, never get put in a, like if someone's trying to put you in a car, never let allow that to happen because your chances of survival drop really precipitously after that. So what do you need to learn? And really, if you can do four or five things pretty good, if you can break certain holds, if you can do certain strikes, um, there's a lot that you can learn uh, or there's a lot that you can take with you and um, get through most situations. I, I think the biggest thing is safety, security, whether it's personal or spatial or anything is not one and done. Um, you know, it's kind of like when I used to prep, right? It was like people were like, well, you're ready, right? And it's like, no, because it's a constant reevaluation of what's out there. It's a certain boning up on skills. Skills are like anything else. They are, um, they're perishable, right? So, um, Do you think they can also give you a false sense of confidence? What's that? Do you think they can also give you a false sense of confidence? It can, it can. And I think that, um, you know, it, 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 it comes down to, again, training and training and training and realizing the gravity of it. Uh, and I think that a lot of times that and make your training very realistic. And I think the more realistic it gets, the more, the less confidence or the less overly confident. You should be confident, but not overly confident. And I think the more of that that you get. Now, you know, we're, we've sort of gone only to protecting yourself, but I think there's the same thing. It's not one and done with your house, right? If you cut back all your landscaping or to a reasonable level, put in the right lighting and get cameras and all that nothing is infallible, right? So you always need to have the right degree of, you know, we're, we're, we're not that far from where we were a couple thousand years ago as a species, right? So we have that ability to have that fight or flight and in some ways it's repressed, right? There's a lot of distractions, you know, stuff like just staying off your phone when you pull in your garage. Like I live in Oak Park, the garages are all on alleys. A lot of the crimes are because people are getting in and out of their car, they're looking at their phone, someone sneaks into the garage, sometimes they're, they pulled in, they're looking at their phone, they're on their phone with their spouse or their kid, someone comes in the garage, the garage door closes, now they're in a bad situation where it's just a matter of, you know, I hate to say think like the, the, the threat, but there's some of that, right? Like if you walk into an area and you're like, wow, this is like a really bad area to be caught, right? They say when you get on, when you go to restaurants, when you go to a lot of places, just in case there's a fire, look for the exit, right? Know where the exits are. Be able to get up and move to those exits quickly. It doesn't change because it's your house. Like being overconfident in your house, you got to know what the ingress and egress routes are. You got to think about, you know, if somebody was going to do something to you, what would be their logical way of doing it? So I, I think it's just a lot of common sense. Not to piggyback too much on your Spider-Man theme, um, but there's been a lot of studies and research that says too, you do have a sense. And when they interview people, when they've had something bad happen, a lot of times there's that few moments beforehand where they're like, this isn't a good place, or your Spidey sense goes off and you need to listen to your Spidey sense. Totally, totally. And I think that it's, it's allowing that to come out a little bit. But what's interesting is there's also an aspect of response versus reaction right and that that's very hard to train um it, it, there there's it takes a lot of training to do it but um getting to the point where you're not panicked um and where you 
are able to respond and not freak out, right? And that's where you, when you keep things simple, that's probably the, the, the best way to go is the more simple that you keep it, the more likely you are to respond and, and not, not react when the time comes. I'm guessing you have some experience with this, Angeline, with safety plans and we stuff do. like that. Yes, um, definitely. Do you want to touch on that a little bit on your experience with safety plans? Um, well, oftentimes we'll identify what were some of the concerns within the marriage. Um, was there domestic violence involved? Or even in cases where there's not domestic violence, as we know, divorce can be very stressful. And oftentimes what I'll see is one person initiating the divorce and then the other person getting really, really, really unwell. We call it adjustment disorder with mixed mood features where they start to get depressed and anxious, but then they almost become obsessed with the person who's initiating the divorce. And so um, there's a lot of things that we, we kind of put in the safety plan about how to be aware of your surroundings, minimizing contact, making sure someone knows where you're going if you're going to go out alone somewhere. Um, and then also even, I know we're going to get into um, some stuff about how to protect yourself um, with the internet side of things, but you know, how to protect your account so that your um, partner isn't stalking where you're going, things like that. Um, it's not entirely like too common in what I see, even though I do specialize in high conflict divorce, um, but it does happen. And so really it's just identifying like what behaviors were going on before the divorce. And then as the divorce is going on, what, what concerns are the person coming in with? And then just giving them those, those skills and tools to try to minimize the possibility of being in danger. So if I'm at the beginning stages of divorce, um, which is when we really hope a lot of people are doing a lot of their research and thinking and planning, right, before they're a year into it, what are some ways that I can make sure that I maintain boundaries and keep myself mentally healthy and safe too? You know, I was actually writing down some ideas as you guys were talking, and um, one of the things is realizing that in divorce, um, your support system is going to change. The people who were in your support system may decide to side with the other side or just completely disappear because it's too much for them to go through and um, divorce is a very stressful thing. And so just being aware of your support system and knowing who your core people are, like knowing who can you count on and rely on and that they're always going to be there for you. And then keeping your, like what I call stressed out times to those limited people. So instead of going and talking to everyone or going on Facebook and blasting what's going on, like, really just have people that you know are solid that you can trust to lean on for support. And if you aren't really sure about somebody, then put them in the maybe category and then maybe get a therapist or a divorce coach or someone else outside of your support system that you could talk to. Um, but really a lot of it is um, realizing like who is in your, who's on your team. And the other thing too is not going to like his family or her family, whatever the opposite gendered parent person's family is, and trying to like get them pitted on your side um, because ultimately family is going to side with their own. And so just being able to be like aware that not everybody has to agree with you. Not everybody has to see things your way, that it's okay for people to have their own feelings and opinions and, you know, just kind of insulating yourself from some of that. I think that's important too with the noise that comes from divorce, right? Because as soon as you enter the realm of divorce, You've got five or six friends who've been through it who want to tell you everything they learned, which is probably super well-intentioned, but not super useful in all cases. That's right. for sure. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that this is, you know, it, I think it really, 
it's it's very interesting the degree like the breadth of consideration that people have to have when they're doing this especially in high conflict divorce um 